This is the Tuesday Night Podcast, and in this action-packed episode, the B-Team takes over. That's right. Will reveals Kickstarter as a simple front for prostitution. Dungeon Master Greg? Well, he says the word archetype in only two syllables. B-Team Logan Jenkins? He imagines an entire fantasy race of real dolls. So listen to the B-Team welcome a new comrade into the revolution and be ensorcelled by Dungeon Master Greg and B-Team Logan Jenkins talk about their own creative endeavors into making their own role-playing games. Oh, that and more in this episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Peace. What truly impresses me Logan, mm-hmm. is how you can maintain such a cheerful and happy demeanor as you're stabbing a knife in somebody's back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to explain yourself? If you're referring to the fact that you weren't on the last episode, we texted Not you invited. and invited. You were. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I've uh, got the receipts. I, have, I, I literally have nope, the receipts. No, nope, 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 friend. <laughs> I have the receipts. Front tail, everybody. I am here. Front tail, Greg. Front hill, Will. Front, Front hill, hill, Logan. Everybody. I assign less blame to you, but but you will pay the price as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping everybody in check. What? Here's the deal. Yes. So you guys both took action without informing me. You went off on your own, had a little escapade, tried to launch a uh, ARG, I guess, <laughs> potentially to recruit some <laughs> wink, wink, to recruit some folks to your side. Mm-hmm. The ARG continues. Say the secret ARG password. <laughs> What's to the get... secret ARG password? Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> the secret ARG password can be found throughout this series. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh-huh. you have to do your homework. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, speaking of doing your homework, I am a student of history, a graduate of Georgetown University's School of Foreign Service. We certainly studied a lot of not only history, but international relations and government. And, and I understand how revolutions work and how... There can be splits with some people seeking to gain power over others. And I mean, I definitely did say like even in the, you, I know what you said. Now look look at how you're backing out and editing those receipts. I have B team tonight friend. to talk about mothership question mark. And then Greg said, I'm available. And you said I have to work tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Alan needed an episode, and that's mm-hmm. what we sure. Wanted. Alan needs a lot of things, possibly <laughs> therapy being the first one of them. But Alan is either way. There. I'm sure he gets lots of that. He will always be in the wrong. <laughs> I still have some hope for the two of you, William. I just want to say, William, Front Hill, Front Hill, Logan. We'll we'll get back to there. As I said, <laughs> we'll get back to. You. Greeting each other with words and not with steel and flesh. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. What I want from you guys as penance, as reparations, as as some sort of payback, is for you to tell me about your misadventures in trying to design your own games. Because this is not anything I've had any interest in doing. Really? Never? Never. I hate games. I hate fun. (laughs) I don't want people to enjoy any of this. Haven't you wanted to 
hack Vanguard and make your own supercar? Oh, heck no. Oh. The only games I ever want to make are so wildly inappropriate that they offend <laughs> me even at the concept. <laughs> Well, I mean, the most popular games right now are, are "quote unquote" offensive games. You know, True. So. no, I'm talking about you. You got? Do you guys remember my game ASL? Oh yeah, uh, yep. I don't know that I know this one. Oh, you certainly do, and it certainly does not stand for American Sign Language. <laughs> you don't know ASL? I mean, is it Age Sex Location? Age Sex Location, the the game of '90s internet chat rooms. Yep. <laughs> I like that. Where it's a hidden role game and your goal is to match up with the target of your affections, the various roles, including, yes, the undercover cop, but also the internet creeper Mm. trying to get at young boys or girls. I don't know how that target's going to be assigned. No one will publish my games. They come from a diseased mind. They self-publish. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, Greg, now that you've stepped up to the plate, let's go. Tell me, what is this garbage, this filth that you're trying to put out into the world? Well, I'm trying to put a role-playing game out into the world. A role-playing game? Yes. You do do, dare say. Yes, I am attempting to possibly launch a game called Glitter Hearts. Glitter Hearts? That sounds like hearts covered in glitter. That's not how hearts work. It is when you're a magical transforming hero based off of the many magical transforming heroes anime genres. It's like a superhero game, except more fabulous. You don't have to specifically be a magical girl. No, you can be a magical boy. You can be a magical anything you want. It's just magic. A magical person who doesn't conform to the gender binary? Yes. If you start as a magical boy, you can transform into a magical girl. It can go however you wish. Ooh, ooh, very nice. It's all in the rules. It allows you to be who you want to be. So tell me, how did you come up with this concept? (laughs) It started because I had a bunch of friends who were like, we want to play Magical Girls game, but there really aren't a lot. And so I thought, well, I'll start maybe making one. And then it spiraled out of control into a massive document full of actual rules. And then it's a lot bigger. How many pages? It's 40 pages right now. Wow. And that's before you have any illustrations or like charts and stuff, right? Yeah. How many dice does it require? Well, it's based off of Powered by the Apocalypse, which is one of the easiest game systems to hack. It's just 2d6 plus your relevant stat. And there's a whole series of moves that you choose from. It's very narrative based. What does that mean? That's a concept I've never heard of. So the idea behind Powered by the Apocalypse games in general, you say what you're going to do and narrate your actions, and then one of the moves should fit into that action. The idea is that it's narrative-driven. You are always explaining what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and then that is going to dictate what rules you actually use. What do you mean, rules? Like the rules that apply to the action? Yep. Tell me about character creation. So character creation, it's much more freeform. Like a lot of Power by the Apocalypse have what are called playbooks, which is you pick an archetype and then you get everything just associated with that archetype. In my version, you actually pick three different things. (laughs) 
You pick your everyday identity, so who you are during the day, and that controls your stats. So are you good at physical stuff? Are you good at mental stuff? Are you good at emotional stuff? And then once you've sort of decided who you are during the day, then you pick an archetype of what type of magical being you are. So there are five different magical archetypes. Then the last thing you do is you pick what sort of element you're aligned to. And so those three things together make your character, and you pull your stats and moves based off of the combination that you built. What are the elements? My elements are fire, water, earth, air, light, dark, life, death, lightning, and metal. Very Pokemon. Yeah. Like metal, like Norwegian death metal? No, like... (laughs) Like steel? Piece of steel. Can I be a kitty cat companion? Or do I have to be (gasps) a human? Watch out for the sequel book. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because the best part of Sailor Moon was Luna. It's true. In part of the rules, you as a team do create who your mascot is. And that's sort of a free-floating character that is controlled by... Whoever, usually by the GM, like you can consult the magical creature to get insight on what's going on, but they're often just there as the magical creature's support. So when you're building your team, you decide who your magical creature is, what they look like, what they sound like, what they do, where they came from. So every team, once built, has that creature as their companion and it can be anything it can be a robot it can be a cat it can be a bear with wings we've had a (laughs) raccoon that was masquerading as the principal of a high school (laughs) we've had a lot of uh, options who are the villains slash bad guys slash problem creators your villain should have layers of complication to them and they can be anything that you come up with as the game master of the game do you have a sample campaign? So I've playtested a couple of times. That's part of what I need to work on is getting examples into the already long book. In my experience, I only have experience with three role-playing games. The Sentinels role-playing game, that Pokemon role-playing game we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blue Rose, which is they only use the D6s, right? Yeah, I, kn- I know which one it is. I can't think of what it is. It's, it's and, good, though. Uh, and mothership and i tell you if they put in that mothership music behind this i swear to all that is unholy i will have my revenge you keep that weird organ noise out of my podcast what friend i mean you know it's gonna happen now it's happening right now i can basically hear it already yes well then we have sealed in blood (laughs) the fate of our foes All right, Greg, how do you want to get this out into the world? Glitter Hearts. I really like that name. I think that's a really like unique and yet it really says It says what, what it you're is, right? To yeah. yeah. I ooh, think that's ooh, a great ooh. name. I designed the logo. Yeah, Logan it. designed the logo for me. Isn't that precious? I don't know. That makes me think of um who is that singer from the seventies, eighties? Uh we are young, heartache to heartache, we stand. Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Sure. That, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm just saying. That's what it makes me think of. I like, I, I'm an 80s kid, so fine with me. Yeah. yeah no, I'd let, Pat Benatar is a magical girl. This is. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. This is very true. <laughs> Love is a battlefield, it's right there. Yeah.
Yes. <laughs> wow, you've got to incorporate this into your programming. <laughs> I've been working on it. All right, so what is your plan? My plan is to attempt to kickstart it, but figuring out how to kickstart something and basically making a book on your own is a bit of a daunting task. I have to find artists. I have to find layout people. Well, you've got Logan. Logan's all the artists you need, plus some. Well, yeah. I, and I, I don't want to be the only artist in this book. There's so much. Really? The biggest thing is just sitting down, and this is the tough part, is sitting down and trying to figure out, one, how to make an interesting video, how to make an interesting page that sells the game, but also what would it actually take to pay everybody to get everything done, to cover all the costs at the bare minimum sent out. And for for Kickstarter, you've got to do the tiers. Right. Well, I mean, you do understand the tier system, don't you? Well, yeah. Well, no, No, you say it. You sound too ambiguous. So (laughs) your your lowest level tier is you cover all the costs plus $1, right? Right. Your next level tier on Kickstarter is the, ha ha, we fooled you. You think you're actually getting something better, but we're just taking your money. Oh. (laughs) The next level up from that is, boy, aren't you full of pride. You think giving this much money makes you somebody special. Up from there is the, yeah, we'll print your name in the thank yous. (laughs) You're a real sucker. That's And then anything up from that, you end up sleeping with the person. (laughs) <laughs> so you do get a free t- coupon to sleep with the person as the final tier of every Kickstarter. Yeah, that's, that's the highest true. level yeah, tier. That's, highest like, tier. that's why they always say like, oh, if you contribute $1,000, you can spend the weekend with me. Wink, wink, ARG. <laughs> 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 okay, I think that top tier might be a lot higher. Uh, well, more than $1,000. Yeah. You are a married man. 10000 Again, there's a lot that goes into this Kickstarter. <laughs> the top tier on my Patreon is if we get to the level where we're making $50,000 a month, I'll start playing Yu-Gi-Oh! That is, wow, out of the universe of possibilities. Right. So you got to aim high, friend. I am. I'm trying to figure it all out. That's where I'm stuck right now. Logan? Uh-huh. Now it's your turn. Oh, well, my game is not as fleshed out as Greg's. But you must speak the word in order to gain your freedom. You're true. You speak true. <laughs> so in me and Greg's other show, Very Random Encounters, we played a season called Team, in which we played the D6 system. And there is an open D6 system. It's sort of like how, powered by the apocalypse, anyone can create their own, like, spin on that game the same thing with open d6 the system of d6 is that you have a bunch of d6s and one of them is a wild die and it means that every roll can theoretically roll infinity it's amazing that wild die is really wild but it could also be bad for you that's why it's so wild anyway i have this whole world created that they explored in our hella team season what's the world it's uh it's a post 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 apocalyptic reality where there's a walled in city called Coroness. You play as kids growing up in that walled in city. You're learning how to f- go out in that world and adventure. So you need special kind of skills and it turns into sort of a uh, a high school anime type of game. Is 
Is this the one that had the bug person? Yeah, absolutely it did. I heard the end of there that There were two one. Bird pe- bug people. There was Yeah, there were a bunch of bugs. <laughs> actually, yeah, you're right. There was actually a whole bunch, but two of the player characters had at least a little bit of bug in them. And there was a blood person. There was. There was yep. a, a blood woman. And a living mountain. Yeah. And cloud people. Yeah, all those things. And I'm really excited to... Um, flesh out that world and put it into a book that everybody can use so how much writing have you done for it like a lot i mean if you count the whole like all of my dm notes which i do because all those characters would be in the book that's not even the tip of the iceberg as far as like stuff that i know concretely in my head but it's all in google docs so i don't have like a page number for you (laughs) Mm, well but give us a juicy detail what do you have in your head There was a race of people that didn't get rolled up randomly by the player characters. They're called Pupavir, and they are living dolls uh, that no one's sure exactly who's controlling them. And the strings are invisible and like little energy strings, but they seem to have their own intelligence. Some of them are curious about where they came from and some of them aren't, but that's a whole... Wait, do they, they have intelligence on their own or they have the intelligence of the person who's pulling their strings? Oh, they have intelligence on their own. But they're also being controlled by someone? Maybe, maybe not. I guess that the people would have to explore that world to figure it out if you're race of people. This is here. like a, a foray into the my deep thoughts of, do we live in a deterministic universe or do we have free will? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that would be a real direct sort of conversation you would have if you if you rolled up a people over here with whom do you want to play a game of hell team with me will (laughs) (laughs) i've often wanted to play role-playing games but nobody ever invites me well maybe we can all play a a little b-team game yeah and there you go so (laughs) let's 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 hope i can bring a little bit of joy into this dark dark world of backstabbing brothers whoa through competition and and prizes everybody likes prizes you're right but do you know who likes prizes the most who yeah who well we'll find out when we listen to this knave to comrade submission oh my goodness oh no oh god what's that <laughs> No, what's that? Sluta. From till, comrades. My name is Jon Sakrisson, and I'm recording a message. No, stop it. And I'm trying to record while walking my dog, which is a very, very bad idea. Anyway, the first time I played Werewolf was at a cross-country skiing camp when I was around six years old. It was... One of my most memorable gaming experience, and about the third time I played it, it was also one of the most maddening. I mean, I did rude hand gestures to everyone because I felt so betrayed. This developed into kind of a tradition. Every year when we did this camp, we went out and played some werewolf. Pass a couple of years and I get too old for my local cross-country skiing club. Middle school is about to wrap up. And I am about to move over to high school. No, Busse, no. Don't, don't eat the cord, please, no. No, Busse, stop it. So, I moved on to high school. 
One of the benefits with cross-country skiing in high school is that there is a lot more camps. One of the negatives was that I thought that no one shared my interest in board games. I brought it up on a couple of occasions that maybe someone wanted to play werewolf. Most of the time I got the resounding... Moving on to my third year, I had gotten a lot more self-confident. And I actually managed to get a game of werewolf played the trip to one of the local mountains. And there I actually played with one of my trainers. And my trainer says, Hey Jun, you're gonna, you're gonna be holding a game of werewolf. And I was all like, what? There are 22 people at this camp. That means 44 eyes total, all trained on me. I am scared as hell. Because you know, these are professional athletes and why the hell would they want to play something silly as werewolf? I was terrified. But I went up, stood in the middle of the room, did my best evil laugh, <laughs> and started playing. It was fine. I was scared for nothing because the people actually enjoyed it. One of the benefits of trying to play board games of any types with cross-country skiers is that they are one of the most competitive groups of players around. After the event was done, some of them even came up and talked to me and talked about different roles we could have added. And this was a valuable learning point for me. This has made me realize that people actually do have an interest in both card games and board games. So I actually brought out some other things and I still enjoyed it. The moral of this story is that don't be afraid to share your hobbies with your friends. Who knows, maybe they will even enjoy it. Oh, one more thing, I want to be crowned as a comrade to the revolution and not as a knight. Is that okay, Alan? Please, Alan, is that okay? Wow, did he actually beg Alan for permission? Yeah, it, it's, it is time. We're to... the ones who pull the strings here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, just to, also, just to be good clear. Good puppy, don't chew on the cords. Oh, that puppy was adorable. Yeah, I'd l- but yeah, just to be clear, just say you want to be a comrade. We'll, we'll, we will pull the strings for you. Yes. Yes. This, that we will make it. So, so Logan, do you want... I, I, I've put the the edited text into the discord so you can read it and you can you can give honor to our new comrade uh well do we want to just go with just names or do we give a title do you want to call him comrade puppy dog (laughs) comrade puppy dog i mean i could go for comrade puppy dog i could yeah, See I'm that. into it. What is that sport they do in the Olympics where they have to ski and shoot things? Oh. Biathlon? No. No. Maybe? Wait. <laughs> Greg, you're from the frozen north. I this know, is your and heritage. I know what it is, but now that I'm on the spot. <laughs> His name is John Zacherson, by is the way. The, it is the biathlon. It is this the is biathlon. Comrade Biathlon. He will take over the snowy territories by skiing and shooting things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Comrade Puppy Dog is a possibility. I'm Comrade Puppy Dog. Comrade Puppy Dog. Comrade Puppy Dog doesn't have any baggage. All right, Comrade Puppy Dog. Kneel no longer. From this moment forward, you cast off the bonds of aristocracy. Rise an equal amongst equals. Frontil Comrade. I think we should all say Frontil Comrade, don't you? Yeah. Frontil Comrade. Frontil Comrade. 
Frontier Comrade Puppy Dog. I I think our second comrade. Yes. Yes. What a delight. <laughs> Happy to have them amongst our ranks. Yes. What do we normally do to close out this program? Because I always forget to do all the closeout stuff. We have forgotten to shill, unless you've done that somewhere else. Now, shill it up, dude. Sponsors, yay! Thank you for sponsoring us. Send us free stuff for money, and we'll talk about your stuff, but only if we like it. Ha <laughs> uh, Again, GameCrafter, I've really been looking into this collectible cards thing that they have. Oh, uh, yeah, because we want to so do the pumped. thing for the thing. Yeah, I've got 26 images for trading cards for VRE, and there's a lot of discussion and tutorials that the GameCrafter actually puts out on their YouTube channel, and then additionally, other folks obviously have done that as well. The best ones are always the ones from the game crafter. So I, uh, I've been looking at lots of tutorials on their system and it's actually pretty intuitive and they provide you with a lot of the documents that you'll need like PSDs for the layout of a card and where the bleed line is and where the safe zone is that definitely won't get cut off. And so all of that stuff is pretty easy. Like I, I really just had to assemble a bunch of images and now I'm just going to put them into those templates. I'm really excited about it. I'm very excited about it, too. Can you publish uh, role-playing games through the Game Crafter? I mean, you can definitely print a pretty detailed book, but, I mean, it's just part of a game component. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, RPGs right here. Well, there's lots of them listed. (laughs) I have to look into this. This could help me immensely. So it's, it's not unknown territory. No, it is not. All right. Where can people find you guys on the internet? I am on the website twitter.com slash Logan Jenkins or on a podcast called Very Random Encounters where we play tabletop role-playing games such as the ones we've talked about in this episode and randomize as many things as possible. There hasn't been a Glitter Hearts yet, has there? No, but there definitely will be as soon as it's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, there will definitely be one. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Greg? I am on Twitter at Whitewing. That is the easiest way to find me. I'm also on Very Random Encounters. And I'm also on, with Will, It's Super Effective, a Pokemon podcast. Ugh. I am so overloaded with Pokemon lately, I'm ready to just put it away. (laughs) It's been a lot. There's a a lot happening. (laughs) And a lot of people with a lot of things to say. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! All right, so where do they find me? At Wash in the Sink, everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, except not Snapchat. My Snapchat's William GU. That I wish I could get that into brand, but I think I'm going to have to contact Mr. Snapchat. Yeah. Do you drive check the Card Fight Vanguard podcast? I know there is a Card Fight Vanguard fan out there who is listening to this program <laughs> who didn't realize that there was a subpar quality podcast. <laughs> Where Your I mostly talk about great, my. Will? Do you listen to it every week? Certainly not. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes, <laughs> it has. It has descended into me complaining about my inability to get dates. What do I do? Another one? I've, I've lost track. You've named 
you, or were you thinking maybe this one? Maybe. I don't know. I'm on this occasionally from time to time, every three to five episodes, depending on how needy Alan has become. Um, if people want B-team. to Twitter at the at this program, it's uh, at PlayTKG. Got it in yep. one. You did it. Got it. If they want to send an email, including their knave to comrade submission, they would email podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. And that's spelled with a K. Just like comrade is spelled with a K. FYI. Yes. If you're writing in to become a comrade, it is spelled with a K. Spelled with a K. Mm-hmm. And I would like to remind people, Captain Chessbeard has not been released from the dungeons. No. <laughs> so there is no spelled with a K in a pirate voice. Yes. There no definitely is. Organ, no you, spelled with a K pirate boys, voice. Boys, we cannot. And banned. These are things we cannot actually control yet. <laughs> oh, oh, just wait. <laughs> Patience is the solution to a lot of society's ills. Mm. With that, I will leave you, gentlemen, Frontill. Frontill, Will, and I'm very sorry that we hurt your feelings. I will be very clear. Apologies are never accepted. Apologies fall on deaf ears in hell. Frontill, Greg. Frontill, Will. Frontill, Logan. Frontill, Greg. (laughs) Love you. I love you, too. And I love you, Will. I know nothing of love.